0: Hello, welcome to Alternate Take Arta. It's a podcast run by our film page Alternate Take where we try to converse with filmmakers, producers, film critics and any other film related talent. We publish new episodes every week, so don't forget to tune in. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, we are at www.facebook.com slash Alternate Take 123. On Instagram, you can find us by searching underscore alternate take underscore please send us your feedback on any of the social media platforms so without further ado let's get started with today's episode
1: The am from alternate take alternate take is a platform that we have created to Encourage and nurture a conversation around filmmakers, artists, writers, critics and all filmmaker talent whose work stand left of field. We believe in empowering lesser heard voices. We believe in encouraging, promoting, nurturing and creating sustained space for those artists whose work we need to really push ahead, whose work stand uh, on the edge whose works are on the fringe so uh, we were especially uh, delighted to be in conversation with some of the incredible filmmakers whose films have been selected in in various segments at the bengaluru international short film festival which started at 13th and is going on till 16th this month so we spoke to divakar kuppan the director of the fox of the palm group its really an elegiac film about an old man looking back on his uh, experiences. It's, it's, it's selected in the animation competition segment. Uh, besides that, we also spoke to uh, Arati Bagri, the director of *Free Fair which is a film about the election atmosphere, the toxic election atmosphere in the rural areas. We also spoke to uh, to Tarun Jain, the director of *Kala*. His film is about the inherent racial discrimination that's prevalent in the Indian social setup. We also spoke to uh, Amit Patkar, the director of *Black Label*, a really gritty. Uh, socio-economic thriller and also that dou- doubles as a character study of of this, this police officer who's really navigating an ethical moral dilemma and we also spoke to the director of the amazing Miss Man uh, whose film is distinctive in terms of execution craft treatment uh, the um, edit and sound is amazing it's really an inc- it's really uh, one of the bravest uh, films that really packs in so much so uh, these are the filmmakers we were privileged to have a conversation with. Uh, please check out the films. We also published a list, and enlisting uh, the films that you should. You, we think you should check out. Just go, go to go to go to go to our page alternating and just check out those films. These are really incredible films that are rooted in the specific spaces. They are excellent in terms of craft, in form, in structural execution. And I and, and I really wish all the best for this filmmakers. I think they have a long way to go, but they really have proved the mettle, they have proved the talent in the short span of ten to twenty minutes. And that's all. We uh, we hope you find this conversation engaging, insightful, perceptive. And that's all. Keep checking, keep uh, stay tuned to alternate take. Hi, it's a special pleasure. We welcome Latha Gautokhosh, the director of Miss Man, which has been selected at the Indian Competition at the Bengaluru Short Film Festival. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you so much. It's a pleasure, Devanzon. Hi Shagni. Mm-hmm. Hi Nirabju. <laughs> Hope you are doing well in these tough times.
1: Yes, yes, yes. We are managing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's begin with the starting point of the film. I know you have spoken a lot about the how the film started, but and I'll just recount it very quickly. So you have spoken how the Kindling point of the film was way back, in, I think in 2016, when you, where you said you learned about your friend's wedding, where you were mm. not invited, and then you learned he soon came out as gay, and then the marriage was called off. Okay. And I think that was a, a, a really the starting point of the film. But you also said that you did not have the requisite maturity and understanding to tackle the subject at that point of time. And of course, it might have something to do with the social climate of that time also. And then of course, you completed the film in 2019. But what I want to know, could you talk about the process of writing, the gradual layering and the moments of doubt, hesitation that put breaks on the entire process and what gave you the courage and confidence to finally say, okay, now I think I can
2: tell this story. Well, uh, yeah. So, I mean, if, even before the starting point of me with that friend of mine who came out as gay to his parents and then was married up forcefully, actually, the whole I think the the seedling of this concept of this whole idea of this theme, my uh, it, it was way back when I was in class five or six, and actually, I went to a uh, uh, like this wonderful teacher who taught me Bengali. Uh, I went for tuitions to him. And actually, he uh, was a gay man himself. And then, of course, during that time uh, and age, I didn't have the maturity to understand the relationship. Uh, and uh, when I came back to my uh, house after the tuition classes, I used to ask my, my, uh, my mother, because I had seen in the morning, because I was very early to the class. And uh, we were a batch of eight, nine students. And I used to ask my mother that, you know, uh, I, I saw uh, in the bedroom of Sir, I saw someone uh, as well with him. And uh, they, I, they almost remind you, remind me of you and dad. Why is it so? What, what is it about this relationship? And uh, of course, I was, I didn't get my answers then uh, because you know, like uh, the pangs of being born and brought up in a heteronormative society. But uh, I feel that uh, that was kind of the, you know, like the initial, uh, initial days. And then, of course, after a few days later, I actually heard that uh, he has been thrashed by some local, you know, like goons and. And uh, you know, like like those uh, para boys, those 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 neighborhood guys, and uh, and then and it was very very sad, uh, very sad and disturbing phase for me as well. And but I couldn't make much of it. Years later, when I had that maturity, as you said, and understanding, um, I, those those these these incidents started to really haunt me and disturb me as an individual. So uh, I felt that uh, I didn't have that maturity then, uh, like few years back also. Because of the way I wanted to make the film, I feel that it will be too rushed. It will be too early for me. Because every film, I believe that initially, when we were students in in Xavier's and I was studying mass communication and videography, we used to make student films and amateur projects. um, Then you had, like, you know, this thing you had that you have to prove a point to someone. You have to make a film just to prove a point. Those are you know like days when you didn't have any understanding of, of the of the form or why a film should be made. You were just studying the work of great masters and you were just familiar, getting familiarized with world cinema legends and all that. But but then you didn't have quite understanding that why a film should be made. So I now have a very clear understanding between two things. The I want to make a film and I need to make a film. I feel that uh, there is a difference between that. So Initially, it was me wanting to make a film, and now it's absolutely the need to make a film, the need to tell a story. I feel that that was not the time when I needed to tell the story, because of the fact that I could not do it the way I did now. Miss Man would have been a different film a few few, uh, years back. But I think with watching more films, and I feel I was heavily inspired from a lot of uh, great filmmakers as well, their work, not as narrative, but I feel just the work, you know. And uh, I feel they were really instrumental in in, in shaping my in, in shaping my vision. Wonka, why, of course, and uh, you know, um, and a lot of a lot of other lot of other uh, great masters. I mean, so call me by your name was a big influence. Brokeback Mountain was a big influence for me, and to some extent, Ritu Ghosh's Sutradhara as well. So I feel that you needed to understand cinema language. It's also not about telling a story. I feel that you need to give. Uh, time to let the form blossom. So I feel that that, was, that that time was very much important for me. And that's why I decided that now I'm ready to make the film. Now I'm ready to share the story because this film is very personal for me. And uh, and uh, I, I just gave it my all and I felt that I need to be emotionally naked behind the camera also because then only the whole emotion will translate in front of the camera through my actors, uh, through the script. So that was why I felt that uh, this time was needed and it was well worth it. So, yeah. So, could you lead us to the process of casting for the
0: film and recently there was a narrative that only members of of queer community should play queer characters. So, what is the stance mm-hmm. on this topic?
2: I think it's very important. First of all, I would like to say that not taking away from the performances of actors like Eddie Redmayne um, or you know Heath Ledger or Jake Gyllenhaal, who have played queer characters with bl- sheer brilliance, and they are those performances are unforgettable. Of course, are very important. But as a filmmaker, I feel as an audience, when I'm telling stories about a community, I feel that members from the community should be part of it. You know, like um, if uh, um, I, I when 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 I'm making a particular film, like if I. Um, if I'm telling a story to bring the authenticity, to make it raw and real so that the audience can emotionally connect with the uh, with the story, the character, I feel that the presence of the queer community, um, uh, the presence of members from the queer community is very important. Because I got the result when I worked with Orgo Dikari in this film. Uh, he has been a active, an active member of the community, Ratri Shaha. Uh, she's a trans woman herself. And uh, I feel that when Orgo came on board... Mm, uh, I was very sure from the beginning that if I don't find the right cast for this film, I won't make the film. So with Orgo coming on board, I feel that the whole thing changed. If you read the script initially of the film, and when you see the film now, it's very different. Uh, So the whole image, the whole treatment of the montage and the way I made the film, the the whole dreamlike state, that was actually, uh, that, 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 that cultivated within me by having numerous discussions with Orgo. Because um, he he brought a lot to the plate. He shared incidents of his own childhood, of his own life, and other people he knew. So I think it all it all uh, you know like flew in the script. So I feel that the research uh, and uh, working with members from the community is very important because otherwise I feel the performance will not will not uh, reach the viewers' hearts. Because most of the time when I was directing with Orgo, uh, when I was directing Orgo, when I was directing Ratri or Tomogno. Um, I would say that they were not acting because most of the time the minimum directions that I have to give is like, look here, look there, this is the mark, this is the light and all that. But other than that, it was very, very, uh, very, uh, very very, very real, very natural because they didn't act at all. They just didn't even behave. They just lived the life because the first thing when I gave the script to Orgo, he said that, how did you know my story from five years back? So it was there, uh, you know. Like uh, so, he immediately resonated with the script. So not for a second did he act because he had never acted before. He's a new, he's a non-actor. But uh, but but with you know, like uh, uh, it was it was as real as it can get, just because of the fact that they have lived that life. Because I think, of course, an actor can do his research or her research, and uh, then they can uh, bring a lot to the uh, you know to the film. But I think that mm, uh, when I have that option, when I have so many talent. Within the community, that is also very important. I feel that people often complain of inclusivity these days. You know, there are a lot of movements going on. There are a lot of talks of inclusive work environment. So I feel that that is also very important. And I I regret that there were not enough members from the community also working with me behind the camera, which I would like to rectify in the next film, the next project. Uh, when I'm making a film, I would like to have that equal balance, not only in terms of the cast, but also in terms of the crew. So yeah.
0: So your film relies on distinct visual aesthetics, striking frames, and it could easily have been carried away with that. So how do you ensure that your visual aesthetics doesn't overshadow your narrative?
2: Uh, mm, well, um, actually, the whole the whole aspect that you talked about, uh, on a, a very, very, you know, like, uh, it was not there initially. Uh, it was a very linear story. It was just what you see. If you cut out the montage bit uh, from the film, it was just that. It was it was very 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 straightforward and all. The whole thing was you know like in many cases many of the shots were actually improvised on spot. So if you remember, there was a shot of uh, sometimes the protagonist and sometimes the sex worker and both of them standing in front of that window and the rare, the blue light is falling from outside. So that was actually uh, that 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 light was there, placed to light up a scene in the uh, in the brothel the brothel room you know so that is a very you know like very very uh, very dimly uh, lit room and you you cannot shoot there so we have to throw the light bounce the light from the window of the adjacent room so after wrapping up the location location shoot when we were going out of the room I discovered this light falling. And Orgo was just doing something, talking to someone standing in front of that window. And they immediately called Tuhin, my DOP, saying that, I think we got another shot. Uh, let's take this. Because that whole idea, that, that whole formation of this montage element, dreamlike state, actually, because I lived the film myself. This is the first time when, because I am very prepared always when I'm going to shoot, I storyboard all my shots. And it was done this time as well. But I let the film grow on me as I went on. So this whole form. Um, uh, this whole experiment with the form, the visual aesthetics, which you were talking about, it it kind of uh, formed organically as we went ahead with the with the shoot. And I feel I just let it come to me. You know, and, uh, there was some force, intrinsic force, uh, working who was telling me to do, was driving me, was guiding me, and I let it happen because uh, this film, yeah. I feel that it gave that personal touch. The film, the personal touch.
1: Yeah. And at any point while writing or developing the film, did you feel or fear or worry that maybe you're crowding the film with too many ideas and complexities that perhaps might be superficially addressed in a short form?
2: Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I would love to explore this. First of all, explore this film in a feature film, definitely. And I felt that it is, I mean, I have, I've got that feedback. You very rightly said, Devanjul, uh, that we have got this uh, feedback from a few people that why didn't you make it into a feature film? And I agree. I agree with them that this could well have been a feature film. But I felt that I wanted to explore, I mean, uh, the idea of gender fluidity. And gen- the idea of gender fluidity cannot be discussed. Uh, if I address, because this is not only a study of sexuality or gender, but the concept of gender fluid is very intrinsic. So if you see that in the film, whether the protagonist is falling in love with a woman as a man or a woman, this concept, um, or as a trans woman, uh, if I may say so, um, is that he's sort of figuring it out. And, and I, I feel that those themes, I, I wanted to have that, the, place the audience in that mindset that, uh, not give them any direction and they should Feel themselves in in deep soup, in in ocean, as the protagonist is facing. Uh, so I feel that the, the, the conflict that the protagonist is going through, that should also be reflected within the minds of the audience. And that's why I take that route. Of course, I mean, having said that, now when I see the film, I know that maybe there are a few things I could have done differently, no doubt about that. But I feel that, uh, you know, um, uh, this 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 whole thing was. Um, was was necessary for me at least because of the fact that I was exploring the idea of gender fluidity and also breaking the concept of binary non-binary and you know uh, those uh, those 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 themes so I feel that that was probably why this whole thing took the shape the way it did so yeah
1: and is it early or have you started working on new projects
2: uh, I have been working on new projects in my mind, I would say. I would just say I just quote Aaron Sorkin there because he said a very interesting thing. He said that, um, how much time does it take for you to write a script? He says that, um, well, I, I write for the whole year, but actually, what happens is that if you fit a camera in my room and record me, you'll see I'm 364 days, I'm just scrolling up the walls, and one day I'm writing. So for me, it's like that. I'm constantly writing in my mind, you know. Um, and I'm constantly reading stuff. I'm actually revisiting some old uh, Bengali literature which I read before, and now I'm kind of revisiting them because what is going on in our country, uh, various in various ways, and around the world, um, I feel that some of those classics are actually have become a reality now. And I am just revisiting them and, and just trying to understand that how did these writers sort of have that vision um, to to predict what is going to happen in the future? So I'm kind of looking back and that, and I feel that. Um that is what pretty much I have been doing and, and just looking at a few scripts that I've written a couple of years back and uh how they have whether they have dated or uh what where I stand as a writer, whether I've written something, what I'm just I'm just trying to probably examine myself, you know. So yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what. But I'm just waiting for things to be normal so that we can go out and shoot. Definitely. Yeah. For sure. So
0: one last question or a question, then uh could you tell the audience about your film and as it is streaming now on BIS, SF. So, you could, could you yeah. tell the audience about the film? Yeah.
2: yeah. So, yeah, though, everyone at, uh, first of all, I would like to say that all these three wonderful gentlemen here are doing incredible job uh, with their work at Alternate Take. I, I follow their interviews very regularly and uh, so i i want to wish them all the best because i feel that uh, the whole um, there is some myth around independent filmmaking as well and many preconceived notions which is not i think through their interviews they're trying to bring make it more you know accessible to the audience to to the viewers uh, so i feel that uh, i mean wonderful job guys there and thank you for including me as well in this uh, lovely chat and okay. uh, i would I would like to I'd like to say to the viewers who are watching that uh, our film is streaming till Sunday, uh, 16th of August at uh, BISFF.IN. www.bisff.in. You need to register. Just that's it for free. And our film is playing in Indian competition with 15 other incredible films. Uh, some of my absolute favorites: Sunday, Kala. Um, and Al hunger, lot of lot of other incredible films, uh, and uh, I, you know, so being just in company of this filmmakers itself is a great honor. And uh, Bangalore International Short Film Festival is an Oscar-accredited festival this year, from this year, which is great because it's the first and or the only Oscar-qualifying short film festival in the country, and uh, that's it's it's really a great pleasure. And I feel that this year is very important for all of us. Because we are quite right, now stuck in home and I feel that with every passing day films is the only medium which can actually heal people from their sorrows, from their miseries, whatever they're facing in life. So cinema is very important and I feel that a film festival like BISFF is very important because it, it starts a conversation, it starts a dialogue on many themes, uh, many pertinent themes in our country and in the world. And uh, I feel that uh, it's really a great honor playing at the festival and to be discovered by the audience who are watching. it. So hope you like the film and let us know your thoughts.
1: That's all. Thank you so much. And we wish you all the best for Miss Man. Congratulations to the film and congratulations on the stellar festival run.
2: Thank you. And all the best for your
1: new endeavors.
2: Thank you so much and I would like to just say that uh, the all the film festival directors programmers juries worldwide who have thought who have showered their love and support for our film because it really amazed me when I made that film I didn't expect it to have the kind of festival run that it is having but I feel it really made me believe in the fact that cinema has cinema actually knows no language it knows it has no barriers because the culture the translate the the emotions of the character is all that matters. So I feel extremely grateful for, um, for everyone who, sh- who showed their support in us. And thanks again to Shaganik Devanzar and Nilabjo for, for having us in this wonderful session. Thank you so much.
0: Hello, we have been joined by Mr. Amit Patkar, he is the director of the film Black Label, which is playing at the Bangalore International Short Film Festival. So, so it's an absolute pleasure to have you with us. So my first question to you is that, how did the idea of the film germinate and why did you feel the need to segment the film into different chapters?
3: Right. So um, I find it very difficult to talk about the genesis of the film, the idea of this film. Because uh, because if I tell you what happened and how I, how it happened, it, I would be giving away too much. And that would be a spoiler for Black label for, for those who haven't seen uh, all I can tell you is, I, w- I was writing something else, another script and I was half th- halfway through it and I was thinking about a scene in, in that one and I was just, you know, meditating on it and I just kind of drifted away and started thinking what would happen if a particular thing is done in a particular way and what would happen if that character is a criminal and you know, all sort of mumbo jumbo happens when you are writing a script. I kind of drifted away basically. So, uh, at the end of the day, what I had was the climax of black label so and it i found it so interesting that i you know uh, kept away my first script and i started working on that uh, on that particular event that particular scene and uh, within a week or so i had a rough idea on how i could you know approach this particular uh, story and i had a, a fair idea of what the story would be And of course, the the entire script took me a while to develop, you know, it went through about five to six different drafts, but not with major changes, but yeah. Uh, And that's how it happened, the entire script, you know, I I cannot, I'm sorry, I cannot give away too much. Uh, And coming to a second question, after, uh, you know, after I completed the script, you know, I thought I had a good draft, but then... um, what happened is I started remembering those small detective novels. Uh, I, I've read a couple of them, and uh, those detective novels that you get, you know, on railway station bookstores and stuff like that. You know, those those novels have interesting titles, and they are they even those are divided into chapters, and those name of those chapters are very interesting and uh, uh, very interesting and very intriguing. So I started thinking in that you know that way that what what happens what would happen if I divide my film into uh, chapters and of course i had that back in uh, at the back of my mind i did not implement i did not write it in my script but as i saw my uh, uh, first cut of my film i felt that i have five solid uh, twists in my film where i could introduce a title in the film also uh, the title uh, was designed in such a way that it would kind of tease the audience with what's about to come uh, in, in the next scene and I think it worked out because I've been receiving a lot of feedback regarding those titles and uh, people are finding it amusing and I think it, it's an experiment and I kind of think that it worked uh, since even you are asking me the question I think it worked.
0: So so the film features a terrific performance from Chitranjan Giri who plays a person haunted by ethical dilemmas and eventually commits an irreparable act Chitranjan somehow manages to invoke a certain degree of empathy for his character could you talk about the briefs you gave him and how you worked with him in approaching his uh, approaching this person's conflicted psyche
3: absolutely absolutely chitranjan giri is is one of the yes yes chitranjan is one of the best actors uh, that uh, i think uh, we have in india and uh, He understands the nuances of uh, a character and uh, that is what a trained actor. When when I wrote the script, uh, it immediately, you know, uh, I wrote the script, I bounced it uh, to a couple of my friends, my wife, you know, they understand, they have a pretty good understanding of, you know, television and cinema. So, uh, what they, even they felt it, that the person who should play this character should have a little bit of training and uh, luckily for me what happened was i had uh, gone to a screening of uh, let joshi a, a marathi film let joshi chitranjan giri was playing the lead in that film and uh, while i was watching the film i saw and i said right now i'm watching a character I'm, if you watch let joshi you will you will understand what i'm talking about the person has almost, you know, if you count the dialogues of the film, of film the film Lil Joshi, you will find it that there are hardly 10 to 12 dialogues. But the entire film is carried on uh, Girisa's shoulder and he has done a wonderful job. in it. And I was very impressed with that. And I wanted, I, I just imagined him in my script and uh, uh, there was a quick Q&A session, Q&A session and uh, he was there right in front of me. So, I, you know, gathered my courage and, and went to him and I asked him, Sir, can you uh, play a, a character in my film? Uh, and the first thing he said was, I a short film. Karta and that was kind of a shocking thing for me. And uh, then, but he then again said, You get uh, script. If you And then something happened i went and wrote the final draft of the film keeping Chitranjan giri in mind and that is what i think uh, had a major impact on the script and the way it is being presented now then the final draft was read to him and uh, he liked it and he started working with it now the process that we went through was you know um, We talked about it a lot. The first question uh, Giri Sir asked me was, why me? Uh, When, you know, when we uh, talk about policemen and uh, the characters of policemen in in the films, uh, there is a certain uh, physical uh, physical presence required when you talk about a character being a policeman. The first question that Chitranjan Sir asked me was, why me? Uh, I do not look like a policeman. Why me? Then I explained to him that I do not want a, 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 a robust policeman. I want a, a very, you know, down-to-earth, a very uh, just, you know, next door kind of policeman. Even if the, the person is sitting next to you, you won't be able to make out that he is a police officer. And uh, I think that was something that triggered his mind and he started thinking in a different way. And uh, the basic process was that we, we talked a lot. We talked a lot about the character, even the, the things that are not in the script. We talked about if, what if this guy is an atheist? What if this guy is not married? What if this guy uh, has uh, an external, you know, he has an affair? What, and all sort of things that, you know, uh, we can you know, think about a human being. And that is what I think, you know, we were able to go into the deep into the character's mind. And uh, at the back of the mind, uh, he always, again, I cannot give away too much because then again, it would be a spoiler. So I'm controlling myself. So uh, he started thinking, you know, the circumstances that I've shown, he started thinking in those terms. So in a, every scene that he has worked on, as you know, he has... At the back of the mind he has you know rehearsed the character's background how the character is under what circumstances he is doing he's committing that particular thing and that is what i think gave it a a solid uh, strength to the character and of course it it generates an empathy because because of the same thing He, he has kept that thing in the back of his mind and uh that's what we talked a lot. Briefs. Uh, you see, uh, if if I talk about briefs, uh, we talked a lot about the character. You talked a lot about the character. And let me tell you, uh, there was not a single thing changed in the script. You know, uh, the script. The Chitranjan Giri sir performed the script as it was written. There was not a single change. The only thing that happened was, uh, I while I was watching him, you know, uh, perform. Uh, While I was watching watching him perform the, read the script. And uh, I felt that this man could do a lot with his expressions. There is no need to, you know, dialogues. So I reduced the dialogues. Most of the dialogues were reduced. That's the only change that happened in the script after Giri Sir entered. And I think uh, he's done a fabulous job of doing that. And uh, uh, yes, of course, he, you know that that is how we approached the uh, the conflicted side of this cop character
0: so so the film unfolds both as a tout thriller and also as an investigation into the perplexed mind of a character did you ever feel the burden of delivering a solid twist to somehow outfit the special kind of uh, narrative the film has
3: no there there was no such burden as such because i was very sure when i wrote the script i was very sure that I would not be, because what happens is most of the times the thrillers that we see are, you know, they're thrill driven. I I did not, I wanted it to be a thriller, but I did not want it at the cost of the the humanity being lost. I wanted to keep it as human as possible. Because what happens is... uh, uh, in short films, uh, most of the times it just just happens that if if it's a crime thriller short film, it just gets lost in that you know it, it becomes a speedy uh, you know speed uh, fast cuts and uh, jarring music and all those things happen and then somehow the uh, the view, viewer is you know uh, distracted from it and it, the viewer gets disconnected from it. I did not want that to happen. I wanted it to be a slow burn. And I didn't I did not write it as a fast paced thriller. I wanted it to be, I, I uh, wanted it to be a slow paced, uh, slow burner kind of thing and uh, uh, I wanted to enhance the performance of each and every character that you know I am uh, presenting in this film and uh, no I never uh, felt the burden of delivering a twist because it was written in that way that it will you know balance out the perplex mind of the character as you say and you know it will also give a solid twist so it will both i, I wanted to maintain the balance of both being a psychologically psychologically driven uh, story as well as a thrill driven story i wanted to maintain that balance and i uh, i was able to do that i think
0: so sir could you talk about some of the uh, some of the thrillers that have deeply influenced you and do you feel the that the thrillers uh, should be rooted in the socio-political circumstances
3: there are a lot of films that I'm uh, influenced with, you know. I, uh, there are a lot of Hitchcocks and Tarantinos and uh, if you talk about Indian filmmakers, there's Anurag Kashyap and then uh, Vishal Bhardwaj and Sriram Raghun and all those, you know, masters. Uh, uh, there's There's one specific film that, you know, I kind of remember because you know that I started my world cinema journey by Akira Kurosawa I watched a lot of Akira Kurosawa films in the beginning and uh, there was one such film called uh, high and low if you watch that film you will understand the entire film is about I think it's two hours or 35 minutes or something like that and the entire film is a thriller but the narrative and the, the entire direction of the story changes in the last three minutes and that kind of you know stayed with me and it and it as you said it's a sh- uh, the the end of the film the three minutes last three minutes of the film are driven by a socio-political circumstance you know uh, and that kind of you know stuck with me and uh, I think that has you know uh, that has you know sipped into my uh, my film uh, so the entire film is like a thriller, but the last three minutes, last two minutes, you know, changes everything and it starts commenting on a socio-political circumstance. I think I don't do it very loudly or very, very specifically, but I think there's a subtle hint to that. That is what I think. And also, yes, um, as you said, um, we are always, you know, uh, you know, surrounded by people and we are a socio-political country as well. I think we uh, there's there's not, nothing wrong with uh, a thriller being rooted in socio-political circumstance. Uh, it's it's a good thing, in, you know, but it is not. Again, it's not mandatory because everyone is a filmmaker, and everyone has a different approach while making a film. If if the story demands it, yes, of course, it can be uh, rooted into a socio-political uh, issue.
0: So, some last question too is that uh, could you talk about some of your new ventures that are lined up for you and could you say us could you say some could you say a few words uh, for our audience about your film black level which is now playing at the bangalore international short film festival
3: uh there are a few but i i will not dare them to call it ventures yes as as of yet because uh, they're all in their infancy one of them is the 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 first script that i you know chucked away to write black Label. That is one thing that I'm now when I'm revisiting that script. I I think I'm 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 looking at it now in from a feature film point of view. So I'm working on that. So let's see how that comes comes up. And uh, uh, there's a short film as well, but it's it's still in its infancy, and I I would not be able to talk much about that. But yes, I do have a, a couple of things lined up, and I'm working on that. Um, yes, uh, Black Label is being played at uh, Bangalore International Short Film Festival, uh, which is India's first uh, Academy qualified uh, qualifying festival, and I'm very proud about it and feel very proud and very uh, feel very lucky about it because you know uh, there are uh, I, I've seen a few films till now and I'm very impressed by you know the other filmmakers who have made the films and they are very there are so many various topics, you know, there are the the canvas is so big, and every filmmaker has you know has a point of view that he needs to put forward, and the, some of them are socially driven, some of them are, uh, you know, characterally driven And uh, I'm I'm very impressed, and I feel very lucky that I'm a part of such a huge uh, festival. So uh, yeah, I think, and and uh, the first thing is i black label was not available online anyway because since it is doing the rounds of festival circuit i have not put it online so uh, a lot of people a lot of friends and family and everybody wanted to watch it and this is a good opportunity that they are watching it now online and uh, i'm getting i'm getting feedback i'm getting real world feedbacks about the film uh, and uh, you know i'm i feel very happy about it and uh, uh, if you are not if you have not watched my film black label Please go to BISFF.in and uh, register yourself and please watch it. I would love to see your comment and see your suggestions and I would love to have your feedback. Uh, That's it.
0: Thank you, sir, for talking to us. It has been an absolute pleasure.
3: Thank you very much.
0: Best of luck for your project Black Label. Also, best of luck for your future projects and we hope we can talk soon. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Hi, uh, it's with special
1: pleasure we welcome Ariti Bharti, the director of Free, Fair, Fearless. Thank you so, ma'am, so much, ma'am, for joining us, and congratulations on the film.
4: Thank you so much. Uh, I'm glad I'm here with you guys.
1: <laughs> so, ma'am, my first question is, how did the idea for the film germinate, and what made you want to tackle the coercive atmosphere centered around voting in the rural areas?
4: So, uh, there is uh, the SP of uh, Bede Police Maharashtra. His name is Mr. Harsh Pardar. He is uh, he has studied in Oxford and he's studied law in Oxford and he came back to India to join the uh, Indian Police Services. And uh, he uh, takes took up this initiative of actually wanting uh, people in rural areas to have trust in the police force. To if there's any kind of uh, you know all this uh, uh, bullying or happening considering voting, and, you know, basically trying to shackle the whole basis of democracy. So he wanted a a short film based on that. You can have trust in the police if something like this is happening, then I'd like you all to. Then the police is there to help you. So my writer, Varsha, she came up with this entire story which uh, he, he wanted it to be five six minutes, and then uh, it so happened that I knew that the, there's, there's a lot of nobility in the cause. I felt yeah this is something I would want to back and want to make. And as an experience to go and shoot in the village bead district, I thought it would be an excellent experience by itself. So we a team of four of us took a bus to bead and we ended up uh, shooting in this village called Tarsona the entire village was very supportive, the police were so supportive, Maharashtra police, they came obviously, It it was a film for them. So they were fully involved in giving us all the production support that was needed to make the film. So my DOP, my executive producer Dipesh Tank, who was actually instrumental in making this project happen, a couple of ADs, so we all went down, we shot over there for like a couple of days. And he wanted it to come exactly before the state elections. The state elections were sometime in October twentieth or something like that. So he wanted to yes. release it by October tenth. And we shot it September thirtieth, October first. So and then we decided to uh, we handed the film to him by October sixth. And by October tenth, he was able to release it. So in different uh, uh, different cinema halls, in on by on web everywhere, wherever he could. And then it went on to even get an award from Government of India's uh, National Institute of Rural Development and Planning, Panchayat. So because it was something that was talking about rural development. And so it was a, a very interesting experience that way. And of course, we cast all the actors from the village. So that was nice. Everything. So it was. I. It was totally a godsend uh, thing that there was this. Uh, these actors. They were. They're actually local YouTube channels. So one of the main actors, who's actually the henchman, he runs a YouTube channel with some two lakh like, sub- subscribers or something like that. If I'm not mistaken, and he has a bunch of actors around the district who act, and so it was very, uh, very. It was really. Uh, I got really lucky that I got actors from within the village and within that district itself.
5: yeah um uh, yes so when you sh- went to shoot in the village did you witness or experience anything uh, different about the rural voting practices uh, that struck you as drastically different or perhaps even worse uh, than you had uh, than what you had uh, envisioned with writing with uh, while writing the film so uh, the
4: the village that we shot tadsona was a very ideal village like they They were working with the system, working with the government, working with the police. So many things that were happening as a village, it was a very, uh, it is a village that every uh, government or uh, administrative structure will want uh, because they were always very helpful. So like they were helpful in coming forward to, to the shoot. Apparently they were also very... Uh, they helped the uh, police and the administration in setting up a, a kind of a, a bridge and a bank and a river. So things that would help in the development of the village. So that's why Tatsona that way was, uh, I would not say anything untoward happened over there. or what they were. In fact, even when we were shooting, Mr. Harsh came down on the second day and asked everyone like after we, because there were full crowd scenes, a so lot of crowd had assembled. So he asked everyone, "Has anyone come and bullied you all over here?" They said, "No, no, nothing like that has happened." You know, so that way, that village was actually safe uh, in terms of that kind of uh, uh, exposure to any kind of bullying or any kind of. But it is a very. The, but what was interesting for me was not the village. But after I finished the film and I came back, and I happened to show the film to my uh, maid. And uh, she said, uh, "I uh, she said, are, like, what are you showing, you know, in terms of yahi nala so she stays somewhere here nearby. And she says uh, she was being bribed for a sari with a sari and 400 rupees, uh, like 400 rupees come and vote for us. So, you know, that so that cheap is the vote, or that, you know, uh, it's really it's I don't think it is. In fact, I think it is prevalent everywhere. It's not, like, it's not drastically different in the cities or in the rural villages. Any area which is uh, lacking development, or whether in a city or whether in a village, has these issues. So mm-hmm. I don't think, mm-hmm. I, in fact, after that, I even heard about when I shared this with some of my family and friends, they were like, yeah, uh, in Calcutta, people were paid two two thousand rupees to go and go wo- go back go to back. their village to vote and come back. You know, so my sister was telling her entire staff, or factory people, or whatever. You know, they are paid to go and vote. They paid their travel fare plus they paid an extra amount of money to actually vote for that particular party. So you know, so these things are questionable and it's really such a issue because it's like. We believe we are the biggest democracy, but there is, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like a,
6: uh, it's
4: sad. It's mm. not, it's not, it's finally then whom are you voting for? And it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. It's finally as cheap as money. Mm. Or as and, how many, as
1: money. Huh? and how many days did it take for you to shoot? And what was the logistical challenges you faced on shoot? So
4: it was, it took me two days to shoot. And huh. uh, the logistical challenges were, of course, um, it was uh, uh, It is. Uh, it was a tough shoot in terms of we were going it we, we went by road. It was last minute. It was a last minute thing. It was a uh, necessity. Uh, uh, so we couldn't, and there were budget constraints. They obviously don't have too much money to make the film. So we made it like in a uh, lakh and 20,000 or something like that. And then we ended up, um, so we had to save on our travel to actually be able to do justice to you know everyone, and we reached over there. And um, uh, logistical issues was only the that the fact that we were actually being exposed to working in village surroundings. But the villages were very nice and kind, and you know typically how every Indian village is, where they actually go all out of the way to make sure you're comfortable. They'll make sure you have tea. They make sure you have your chai, nashta and khana. You know, so those things are obviously taken care of. Then a crew just does need just needs that bit of thing, and then you you actually deal with the situation. And for me, it was a lovely experience as a filmmaker because I was getting to experience rural India in a very different way and we're treating an issue based film. So I enjoyed it completely. So I cannot uh, say that it was it was a good uh, good project, really good project for me.
1: And is it too early or do you have any more projects in the pipeline?
4: So I am already, I just finished a lockdown film yesterday. So uh, in fact, we shot for four days and I think this has been my toughest project. (laughs) (laughs) We shot with two actors here in our society, Indranil, Sain Gupta and Varkha Sain Gupta, their husband and wife. And my DOP over here in my society, his name is Darmendra Singh Bhurji. So we were a team of four people managing uh, work of around 40 50 people because we were propping the house we were setting things the way we want we were making the so it was like I was my own assistant of like I had and typically have three assistants on any project so I was my own assistant my my DOP was his own assistant he was handling sound also so many things so we were like four of us so I think this was the toughest project for me till now in terms of uh, having to do everything on my own and for everyone, even uh, Barkha, the lead actress, was like I think she became a production designer a, because she was propping her houses. She was telling us what is available, what is not, you know, so things like that. So it is, it was good. So it is always a good learning experience. So we finished shooting four days, and um, now it's gone to edit. In fact, today the dumping has happened, and it's going to it's gone to my editor today. So yeah. It's a lo- lockdown. It's an outlandish lockdown story. So,
5: okay, ma'am, uh, of uh, one last question for the viewers. Could you say a few words uh, about your film? Uh,
4: for free, fair, fearless. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so uh, free, fair, fearless is a uh, is a film that speaks about uh, election time in a village in India, and given the fact that. India is such a large democracy and we have uh, the police administration and, you know, administration, the generally the entire electoral process coming together to handle such a large democracy and making sure that it is conducted in the most fair manner. Uh, I think that's what this film speaks about and hopes to achieve. And such films actually then drive home that message that, yeah, we can continue to be a flourishing democracy with, Like in the most fair manner. So, I think that's what this film hopes to achieve. And
1: yeah, thank you. Congratulations on FIFA Fearless Again. Can't wait for the outlandish lockdown film. Uh, All the best. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank
5: you, ma'am. Okay. Bye. Bye, Bye. Bye.
1: Hi, I'm very pleased to have with us Tiwakar, the director of the elegiac uh, Fox of the Palm Grove. It's a film about an aged man retrospecting and looking back at his life. Thank you so much for joining us and congratulations on the film. So, my first question is where did the idea of the film germinate? how did this idea, where did this idea come from?
7: So, it was, it was my graduation project actually. So, we mm-hmm. were asked to make two films. So... There are in the final year, there were two semesters. In the first semester, I made this film. So, initially, I was inspired by this Russian animator called Alexander Petrov. So, you must be knowing, right? So, that guy's uh, animation is kind of uh, uh, hand painted animation. So, I thought, why can't we? Try this style. So I never tried it before. So there was an internship opportunity. So in that opportunity, uh, that guy was uh, asking me to make uh, a film about uh, Tuticorin incident. So that Tuticorin incident is uh, uh, it was in 2018, I think. So that time, like uh, 12 people were shot. And it was some huge political uh, unstable situation there. So that that situation, this guy was asking me to make a video on that. So that time I tried my first paint and glass uh, attempt, a full fledged attempt. Before I was like working with uh, Shilpa Ranade. Shilpa Ranade is a an, renowned an animator. So that time also I was working, but. Uh, I haven't tried it on a full-fledged like a video, three-minute video. I was trying few attempts. So that time I got that idea. So when I when I came to the college for the project after the internship. So that time I, I got confident. So along with that the kind of story I took. My my story subject is life in the countryside. So life in the countryside. That time we got two months for uh, pre-production research, so that time it was summer time, so summer time I got two two months uh, holidays, so that time I went to, I went and did a lot of photography around the, uh, our villages and I did a lot of field sketching and all, so when I came back to the production time, those sketches, everything, that, that medium actually did justice for the look of that, uh, look and feel of that subject. So, actually, it uh, it all depends upon the story, the medium, there are a lot of mediums in animation, right? Stop motion, 2D hand-drawn, uh, 2D clay, claymation, like that. So, it depends upon what is the emotion you want to give for the story. So, the medium, it all comes from the medium. Medium and the emotion are, they work hand in hand. So, for my film, for the subject I wanted to convey, that paint and glass animation actually did justice for that. That's it. Sorry for a very long answer, but it will actually set uh, clarity yeah. for the session and
1: and have you completed the cuticle film? When where where can we see it?
7: Yeah, actually I made a film that is uh, what is it? Like? After graduation film, I had I had made another uh, oh. my second uh, another semester graduation film. Actually, there are two graduation films. One oh. film is I am still working on that, uh, and the, both the films are done, but they they are. Still in post-production stage, some sounds, but already I have wasted a lot of time in this Corona playing cricket and all,
6: <laughs>
7: so I, I have to sit down and work on it, mm. yeah. so that, the, two, the other two films will come.
0: Yeah. Okay, uh, so how, how much time did it take you to develop this film, and as you said, you have been uh, heavily, heavily influenced and have learned a lot from the Russian animator, as in the part, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And also, you have been inspired by Tarkovsky. So, could you elaborate yeah. on elaborate on what is unique to their techniques and how did they influence you? Actually, it is like if there is sun,
7: if there is moon, there is only one sun, there is only one moon. <laughs> it is like if you take any director, if you take Martin Scorsese, uh, if you take uh, there is there are I personally feel <laughs> it's not. There are always replacement or some directors similar this kind of work is similar to uh, Ozu's work is similar to kind of this guy's work uh, Mizogoski's work Oh Okay, so it is like that But when you take Tarkovsky's work, it is like the sun and the moon <laughs> There is only one Tarkovsky <laughs> Actually like First film I saw, it was in Twenty fourteen. First time I was saw this poster of Starker. You must be knowing Salkar, right? So that was my first Tarkovsky film. The very poster itself is like very attracting. It's like the gravity of the poster is just just pulling. So it's Tarkovsky is such that powerful. Actually in the Starker movie there is a sitar sound in the starting of the film. So, he asked the sound designer to... Uh, actually, the was shot two times, you know, right? First time it was dropped and... So, in the, for the first very opening sequence, he needed a guitar music. For the guitar music itself, he, he like went half, half across the world. Finally, he found that music in some Persian some place in Persia only found that music, that sitar music as it's basis in Indian Carnatic music. So, I don't know, I'm telling that Tarkovsky is very specific director. So, he actually sees the movie from start to end in his mind before he shoots it. So, I don't know, like not so, Fritz Lang has that capacity. Has the capacity. Lang is the director of Metropolis. So there are very few directors. Other people, they work on improvisation. But the ability to, to see Robert present at that capacity. Very few, like, they, they are able to see the film from start to end, before even they go to the shooting place. So, that is the capacity that that have made people out at the work of and even that is what inspired me also like to get into this field of filmmaking yeah it, it happens like it's like dreaming only right so when, film is also like dream only like that is what is philosophy also when you see when you dream when you woke up you, you you'll just remember little except from the dream. But some people like Tarkovsky have practiced it over time, like like even Bergman. Bergman used to scru- scribble all around his room with a lot of notes that he has taken from the dream. So and Tarkovsky I feel he has mastered it to perfection. That rec- the way of taking away, the way of recreating the dreams. That's what I mean. Yeah, that that is uh, like. One thing I, I like, I want to like uh, learn uh, or try or attempt. So the that is the thing that is mo- uh, motivation for every day for
0: So the themes of man and nature, estrangement that are portrayed are usually depicted on the screen with certain high melodrama, reductive nature, of emotional manipulation of the viewers. So how hard w- yeah. was it for you to locate the tonality of the film and maintaining the bare minimalistic approach throughout the film? No, it
7: is not like that. Uh, uh, I was like inspired by this idea called uh, using one expressive element that is the most expressive in a particular shot or a particular scene. What that particular scene demands,
1: mm.
7: and how we can meet the demand by handling the number of elements in the screen. So we have to pick for the most expressive, one most expressive element. So this thing was this idea was, I saw this uh, idea told by Satyaj Jitre in a interview, I don't know, somewhere but that idea got stuck in my mind. So there may be a lot of elements that you can always Rely on to express the idea, but if you stick on to the one most expressive idea, so that will always make the shot because everything is in motion. If it is a picture, a stable picture where nothing moves, you can use a number of elements to convey because the user, the viewer is going to just sit and look and observe everything. But when you look at the film, everything, everything is in motion. So nothing is going to stay long. So viewer, is pu- viewer will be pull- pulled at one or two things in the screen. So we have to employ those elements. And if we use those elements to tell the story, then we can tell it efficiently.
1: Yeah. Okay. And one last question. Um, what are the other projects you have in the pipeline? I know you have spoken about this mockumentary called kindergarten that you are making and five yeah, other yeah, projects. Yeah, Can yeah, you yeah. talk about yeah. them?
7: Yeah, the kindergarten project is actually not as uh, this not from the house of this Tarkovsky, and Pedro's uh, kindergarten. It's a very fun project. Uh, I was in a movie called Rig, REC REC it is a RR found footage film, okay, so, and that film was like just, a, it, is, it, is, it is like a found footage film Start with a video camera only, like, it was like full of shaky shaky moves, so I want to make, try something in the animation medium, so, this, this project is completely digital project only. it is not uh, mm, as similar to the previous film. So this project is about uh, a mysterious element appears in a part of the city. okay In my film, the area is Mumbai. so when I was studying in Mumbai, so I, I thought Mumbai would be better to taste so a mysterious uh, object appears in a part of city and a zomato guy takes a photo of that object and he posts it in social media so later how that photo goes viral in the social media and how nobody knows what is what is that object everyone has their own opinion on the object and government has its own propaganda on that object. Media has its own take on it. So, nobody knows what it is. Nobody When somebody has an idea of what it is, people, it is obvious, but when something that is beyond human perception or something that is something that is not ordinary data that comes in, how how that human How that? How we perceive? How as a people, as a society, how we like perceive that? So that is that. uh, that In the end, how people adapt to it. So it is the corona is also like that only, right? I started that project before corona, but now it is like that. The situation I am seeing is actually in the film only. Before corona came, when the cases were one or two, people were like very afraid of it but now the cases went in millions and people have adapted to it so the kindergarten is also like that so kindergarten film i i named it as kindergarten because there was a candy called kinder joy right kinder is like there will be a toy inside that egg kinder Zai egg So, kids will be like excited to know what toy they are getting every time they buy a Kinder Joy. So, that is like inspiration for, uh, one of the inspiration for this film also. So, that's why I named it as Kinder and that film overall will convey that motive of that Kinder Joy candy and this uh, social drama. (laughs) It's kind of that project. Yeah, it is like I can show you uh, yes scene from the project also. It will 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 it be alright? Yeah. Uh, okay. One, one minute. Yeah. So. Project is, is kind of mixed media project, so there will be like drawn, drawn background, there will be like uh, human life character, it is everything, it is also an experimental project but in a digital medium, so here is a little uh, short without audio Okay, from the project. He able to see. Yeah. So that is it. so this guy is this guy is looking at that mysterious object falling from the sky, and he is running away. Like it's a very small scene. So this entire film is like done like that. Like human character. Drawn character brand
0: backgrounds
7: everything put together it's, uh, that
0: kind of project yeah so could you t- could you tell the audience about your project uh, and uh, could you describe them about your project and tell them to see it anything about your project yeah, yeah come again I'm not
7: over
0: yeah so could you t- could you talk to t- could you tell the audience to about about your project and tell them why they need to see this project and what is your aim with this project
7: yeah uh to the audience like um you can so um, this won't be like there are a lot of films made on this similar subject so this project i i want to like always uh, i see every project as a little challenge like so every time you go to a shop to eat have a biryani you want to like have a new experience. You go to a new shop and have a biryani, you, have, you want to have a new experience. You don't want to have the similar taste from the previous shop. It's like that. Every project, I want to have a different taste. So in this project, like, even though the, it is a science fiction, mockumentary, uh, gala with comedy and all, but there will be a different feel to it. So. What is it? There is a touch of uh, science, uh, science fiction, there is a touch of alien abduction, there is a touch of uh, political dra- drama. I want to everything, give everything in a... it's the end of the day, it's in the screenplay only. So, screenplay, even if there is a masala movie, proper South Indian masala movie, if you tell it in a way, like, say they make La La Land ride in Hollywood yeah la la land it's completely musical film so in india they in india like we have like five songs in a film like uh, in south indian movies and all there is, there are five songs in a film so some people they tell it as like why do they dance in middle of the <laughs> sequence and all but if the, it is a way of execution that is what I am trying to say. Like, if you execute it better, it will be fresh. So you can aim, the, aim this. You can expect this project to be something fresh. Yeah, the execution I want to like differ. Usual story, usual, uh, usual. What to say? Usual plot. But if you tell it in a different screenplay, it will be fresh. It will like, it will thrill the viewers. that's all.
1: That's all. Thank you so much for talking to us. Sounds great. And congratulations on Fox, the Palm Grove, and all the best for your next ventures.
6: Hi. We have been joined by Tarun Jain, director of the film Kala, which will be playing at DISS from 13th to 16th August. The film is about an African student who is subjected to racial abuse during his stay in Delhi. The film deals with some important issues which need to be addressed immediately. So thank you, sir, for joining us.
8: Thank you. So my thank first,
6: you. my first question to you, sir: How did this idea for the film germinate, and what made you want to tackle the topic of systematic racism in your film? So, uh, like,
8: I, I, I closely followed the news between 2016 and 2017, when uh, you know, largely the attacks on African students and African people in Delhi and NCR were reported. And uh, so I, I, you know, met uh, met few people to find out what's happening and there were a few friends in uh, the news channels also. And I collected information for so the idea, like that time I didn't have an idea to make a short film or anything on it. So I was just thinking what can be done. And then while meeting, uh, while doing the research, uh, I had to meet, I met a lot of students from Delhi University and other universities in uh, noida gurgaon and spoke to a lot of people in uh, africa uh, through skype calls and and also south india like there are different colleges there where a lot of african students study so why so i collected um, i was just when, during the research i got to know a lot of real stories like real incidences which are which happen with with the africans on a daily basis in india uh, especially north india like delhi and NCR. so um, then that's when I thought, you know, like if if we can just incorporate all these incidences in a in one story happening with one character, so that's how we got to like came up came up to the idea to make a short film on it. And uh, the inspiration was, uh, you know, we wanted to bring the human angle, human aspect of uh, you know everyone, uh, which we tend to ignore when we look at people from different religion or region or uh, you know. Uh, uh, facial features or, or skin color and we wanted to talk about that bias we wanted to address that uh, mindset uh, in a story uh, so so that's how we worked on this one
5: okay sir so, so can you lead us through the process of writing and developing for the film and also can you talk about the casting process for the film
8: yeah so the uh, Writing process was what like we like this all of this came through um, research the the you know with the people we met also ninety percent of these stories the incidences that are happening in the film are real like has happened with somebody or the other uh, and and then we you know incorporated into one one story like happening with one student at one night in and, uh, and and the and what did you say like writing and what process.
5: And the de- and developing and the casting process,
8: right? Okay, so so the development basically was happening. The the challenging part was to cast a uh, cast an African in the film because there are not you know a lot of good African actors in India. I know a few people who have worked in you know films, uh, but but uh, the, you know something or the other was not matching with the character with the with the people that I knew. Uh, so then we, you know, auditioned a lot of students uh, in in the universities, and finally got one person, Jude Bowman Tony, who was willing to, uh, you know, act in it. I mean, he's he's not an actor, but because he was willing, so we wanted to go ahead with him, and he showed great passion uh, towards learning the craft and then executing it. Because I think somewhere down the line, he connected with what. Was happening in the story, and then he kind of uh, you know connected himself like that as if this is happening with him uh, throughout the time, or probably this has happened with him earlier. So that's how we got lucky also. And the other cast members, like sort of, uh, I knew some people from the theater background from Delhi University, and then they helped me get more actors. Uh, so that was the process.
6: Yeah. So, so, the film entirely takes place during a night time. Were there any logistical or any other challenges that you faced while shooting the film? A lot of them. A lot of them. See, this, is not, this was not
8: shot on a studio or indoors, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. So, this was all outdoor exposed locations where we were all exposed. So, we were a very small crew. Uh, but because, uh, again, the film, like the, the story idea of the film is, you know, the racism, we were facing a lot of bias, biased uh, attitudes from the people because Jude was with us and Jude was facing, you know, having a lot of trouble because people were commenting, you know, throwing things at him at some times and, and like, you know, the cops were looking at him differently and everybody looked at him differently. But he was like quite a sport and he showed like a lot of courage, um, you know, when we went to the location, like Oscar's village to shoot this. Uh, it was quite difficult because this is a party place, this is a party hub of Delhi, and then, you know, a lot of people after 12 on a weekend, uh, you know, come out drunk, and then they are looking for fun, so, and which could escalate to a lot of lot bigger issue. So, we had to be lot, lot, lot careful while, you know, planning all of this. Uh, we had few incidences, but we managed, like, all of us pull it, pulled it together. And I had a fantastic crew in the class, so, uh, you know, it was... Uh, like, we were all prepared, mentally you that know, this was going to happen. Uh, but, but we uh, successfully shot it and everybody was working towards, you know, making this film. Uh, and then, so, so in, that, in that sense, there was no happening because we were prepared for it.
5: Okay, uh, so, sir, Indians themselves have been subjected to racism overseas and the Indian media has been pretty vocal about it. And there have been many protests in our country but indians themselves but indians uh, themselves overlook the fact that there is inherent racism against foreigners in our country itself so what is your take on this whole issue and what should we as a, we we people uh, should do as a collective to improve the uh, improve uh, the way of living for our to make, uh, make it a safe living for everyone in the country yeah
8: that's a very very important question which we want to address with this film um one thing uh, so the question so the, this thing was part of our research that you know the indians outside india face racism also and discrimination also uh be it a guy from Punjab, be it a Sikh man or be it uh, you know somebody from south india or be it from somebody from you know any any part of the world any part of india uh but then when they come when they are in india or, or when you know indians in india they do the same thing with, uh, you know, people from northeast or people from South India, people from, you know, any other place, Punjab, you know, there is this discrimination. So I think that's an irony. Uh, and and uh, because we should understand uh, that, you know, we are one, we are one species. And, you know, collectively we can do a lot better rather than, you know, pulling anybody down because... Um, you know, it all comes back like it's, it's a karma. You know what you do, it comes back to you. Um, uh, or it's it's really um, sad that you know at at you know this time 2020 uh, when the world is you know doing a lot of things and you know a lot of things are happening and everything is going on like the market is going and you know we are we are still uh, we can't come out of this mental uh thinking basically uh you know that we look at look people down for you know the facial features or skin or uh you know any other any other thing that we have in our mind uh i think that's wrong uh because we can only prosper you know when they are when we are working together working with uh you know people from other areas other region other religion other caste uh, you know, we get to, there's a, there's a lot of big, like a cultural exchange that happens, which which unfortunately we are, you know, not getting at the moment because, uh, you know, a lot of people have their guards up in, Indi- in, in, in India and in North India especially because they look at us as, uh, you know, they're going to be discriminated upon. So they already have their guards up and then, you know, we, we have to face the resistance a lot uh if we if we uh you know take this route of discrimination so we should realize it that you know we are losing a lot on other things which we can improve and and you know grow together uh so yeah
6: so is there any other new project that you're working on and you could tell us something about that and could you tell the people about your film kala which is now streaming or which is now playing at yeah Uh, yeah so there are uh
8: Actually, a couple of stories that we have, couple of scripts and stories we have developed during this time, uh, which we wanted to shoot the beginning of this year, but couldn't because while we were planning, you know, there was the, the lockdown happened on. So hopefully, in the coming month we are trying to shoot something, uh, a new story. There, There is one which is set in Delhi, the other one is set in uh, Mounting, so probably Uttarakhand or Uh There is one more story that we are closely working on, which is inspired from the attacks uh, that happened uh, in Northeast Delhi from the 24th of February, um, the pogrom. So we we are working on one such story at the moment, which we would take some time, which we take some time to develop. But hopefully, yeah, these two three films. Uh, you know we're planning to shoot now uh, apart from that yeah so the message to the audience is that you know uh, I would request you know anyone uh, or everyone to watch Kala uh, you know however they can because now it's available online on BI Bangalore International Short Film Festival, uh, and it's a great festival and you know they have like uh, luckily we have got a platform where we can Showcase our film to the world. Uh, it's it's free. Uh, please go and uh, you know register yourself and then watch all the amazing films that are there along with Kala. Uh, when you watch Kala, bear in mind that you know this could be us. This could be us. Maybe not 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 in our own safe zone, but some some other place. So we have to look at everything with empathy. We have to understand and realize uh, you know the pain of the others and not be the reason to give pain to the others so uh i think the world the, you know we can we can do a lot more uh if we work together if we look at each other on the same level uh and you know always always think about learning new things uh from the others so this would be my message and and anybody who watches it i i already would like to thank you uh, for taking our time to watch the film and uh, if anyone would like to leave a comment, there's a Facebook page, please, uh, we'll be like really, uh looking forward to receive comments. If, if, like No matter if you like the film or don't like the film, but the idea behind this is to start a dialogue. Okay. So, thank,
6: thank you, you sir. So for talking to us. Uh, it's a pleasure talking to you. and we, we can't wait to see the next project and good luck to talk to you again.
5: Thank it's you so cool. much. Thank you. I, I, thank I, you, bye. sir. Sorry.
6: Bye. bye.